internet, it's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Hi, guys. Dave. Hello. And Tori. Hello, internet. And we start with good thing, and Craig does that. So do a good thing, Craig. Oh, man, guys, have you heard about this game that just came out? <laughs> Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, my gosh, it's so good. So what tier would you put this kingdom on? <laughs> it's it's better than Breath of the Wild. I can finally say I, I wasn't committed last week because I just started. So I'm like, I don't want to put this in my good thing just yet. But, guys, I can't stop. Don't want to stop. Hurry up and let's do this episode so I can go back and play. I'm ready. There's so much. I don't want. I don't want to say too much for Dave. I'm. I'm waiting to play it so that you all can watch me on stream and not worry about spoiling. D- Dave is committed to getting all of the Koroks in Tears of the Kingdom as well. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's really good. There's a lot to do. Um, it, it's wait. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, first Dave is committed to finding. To Dave is committed to finding all the Koroks in the case of the Golden Idol first. Mm, yes. Uh, it's it's just I I like the variety. I like what they did with it. They they basically like they they knew what they were doing. That it's not just a tacked on sequel. It's like full blown nuts. It might I hate saying this, but it might legit be worth the seventy dollars. Oh, but here's the it's thing: so, so you good. don't have to spend seventy dollars on it. There are ways around that. Go on. Well, uh, if you have a Costco membership or you know someone with a Costco membership in the really? U.S., you can buy $100 worth of Nintendo eShop gift cards for $90. Bucks. Uh, secondly, if you have a Nintendo Online subscription, uh, or if you don't, you can, you can pay the 20 bucks a year to get it, and you still come out a little bit ahead. Uh, but if you do, uh, you can buy two game vouchers for 100 bucks that can then be spent on two games, one of which can be Tears of the Kingdom, and if the other game is at least 50 bucks, which it has to be, and that's the only games that the vouchers are good for, uh, you break even, and if it's more expensive than that, you come out ahead, even with the paying 20 bucks for the Nintendo Online service. So you get Nintendo Online, you spend the $100 you got from Costco yeah. that you spent $90 on, yep. so... You're up to 110 but you get two games, full-price games out of it. Yes, and if one of them is Tears of the Kingdom, that's 70 bucks. And if another one is a $60 game, you're 10 bucks ahead, baby. And that's you assuming go. you aren't already on the $20 online Yeah, plan. if you already have it, then that's just, you're just good. Okay, well, anyway, it is really good, guys, as you, I think, everyone but Dave knows. Mm-hmm. But we'll watch Dave play on his stream at some point, and that'll be also a good thing. <laughs> That's it. Okay. So, Dave, your good thing now? Yeah. All right. So, I'm starting a new series of theme good things this week. Starting a new book, starting a new theme. And I am going to be showcasing women who have written music for video games. So, I'm going to be doing this for the next maybe like four to six episodes. I'm going to be covering some modern composers and some of the... uh, old school classic composers as well so get ready for me to butcher a bunch of japanese names so already sorry about that don't look at that list that's a spoiler is the first Um, one david wise 
Uh, I don't know any female video game composers named David Wise, actually, so no. But it does happen to be someone who worked with David Wise. Um, <laughs> so not a Japanese person. British video game composer Evelyn Novakovic, nay Fisher, who is known for Donkey Kong Country and Donkey Kong Country 3. She did almost half of the music in the first Donkey Kong Country game, and Donkey Kong Country 3 is like her baby. She did almost the entire soundtrack for Donkey Kong Country 3. Uh, really great stuff. Uh, she also happened to work on Ken Griffey Jr.'s winning run for the Super Nintendo, um, which I had never heard of or listened to before looking into Evelyn's work. But uh, you can kind of hear her getting into some of the sound effects and voice sampling. Like even um, Donkey Kong Country 3's Funky Kong, Funky Kong song, you can hear her getting into some of the like vocal samples and also you know donkey Kong country series definitely well known for its ambient tracks and ken griffey jr's like a lot of it is just crowd noise and ballpark organ music and i do have to kind of call her out because she's english so maybe she doesn't quite understand how baseball works but it this is the most chill music i've ever heard for scoring a home run in a baseball <laughs> game um but you know, I have to look it up later. She might, she 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 might not understand what a, a home run is because she's British. But no, but you can kind of hear how she did the Ken Griffey soundtrack, and she segued more into sound engineering. And she didn't really, as far as I could tell, compose anything outside of Donkey Kong Country and Ken Griffey. But uh, she did a lot of sound engineering for games on N64. In fact, she did a lot of voice acting for N64 as well. She was the voice of Joanna Dark in the first Perfect Dark game. She also did Pipsy the Mouse in Diddy Kong Racing, Tootie and Brentilda in Banjo-Kazooie. I think Brentilda is like a fairy character. Not not Gruntilda, Brentilda. And then also basically every female character in Donkey Kong 64, uh, the mermaid, the Banana Fairy Queen, Wrinkly Kong, of course, Tiny Kong. So, yeah, like, really, really prominent voice acting career with Rareware in the N64 era. So it's really cool. Uh, I don't know if she has a website or anything. I couldn't really find more detailed information. But you can go to the uh, Video Game Music Preservation Foundation Wiki, or VGMPF.com, and you can find a lot of information on all sorts of game composers, so highly recommend that site. And uh, just my favorite pieces written by Evelyn Fisher Novakovic are Ice Cave Chant from Donkey Kong Country and Enchanted Riverbank from Donkey Kong Country 3. Hey, guys. I think that's Got pretty fo- neat. Folks at home, Dave has all of this lined up in a, a Word document that he's sharing with us. Dave put in the work this week for his good thing. <laughs> Unfortunately, and, and we'll continue for the next five weeks. Unfortunately, all the time he put into that was not spent on this week's book, so it's a short episode this week, guys. <laughs> yeah. Bye, everyone. Uh, but I, I didn't. I'll, I'll get. I have a comment about that, but I'll get into it after. Because <laughs> that's a good thing. Uh, I think it's neat that she did uh, sound. So she did sound design and voice work. You don't usually have that kind of crossover. Um, I mean, in I early, days, early of, days of video games, in early yeah. days of video game voice work, they just grabbed whoever was around. <laughs> yeah, true that. But on N sixty four, at least with uh, Perfect Dark, there are actual, there is actual dialogue and voice lines in that 
a lot. I mean, not not to downplay her work on Donkey Kong and Banjo Kazooie, but that's like a lot of grunting and stuff. So. <laughs> but yeah, she did have a really cool voice for for Joanna Dark. But yeah. All right. Uh, I think it's my turn now. Uh, so for my good thing this week, I'm going to combine Craig's and Dave's and say that the music in Tears hey. of the Kingdom, the scoring, is really, really good. Like, Breath of the Wild had just an excellent soundtrack. Uh, very cool, you know, just the 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 ambient music and noises and stuff were all really done well. Tears of the Kingdom cranked that up to 11. It's so freaking good, you guys. The sound work in Tears of the Kingdom is incredible. So, so Mike, did you do your research? Who, uh... No idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think it was I think it was Link Zelda no. who was the composer for for Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, the like all the sound design in that game is incredible. Like the scoring is phenomenal. The when you hear the fight music kick up and you haven't actually spotted an enemy yet, it's 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 a little scary. At least at the beginning of the game where I'm at, where most things do more damage than I have hearts. And yeah. I have I have jack all for defense, and and yeah, like if I get hit by most things, that's a game over, and I got to try again. I uh, I remember that feeling from the Guardian music in the first game. Oh my gosh! Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, no. Yeah, um, I, I'm the, I'm the same with this. I'm like, the, okay, who noticed me? Yeah, who, who's the, the attacking thing, me? What's going on? The thing they put in that replaces the Guardians is like 100 times worse. <laughs> Yeah, every enemy triggers a very similar response to me that Guardians did in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Tori, what what do you like about Tears of the Kingdom? Because I'm sure that's what you're going to talk about. Yeah, that's my good thing. I I have nothing else. It's that's <laughs> that's been my week. Like every like I get up early to play it, and I stay up late to play it, and. Uh, the whole time I'm at work, I'm ready to go home and play it. And thinking about playing it, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you you uh, haven't brought your switch to work and just had like closed office hours with your door locked. Uh, I have brought it to work and played on my lunch break. Uh, I okay. also brought it and played while I had a mandatory webinar playing in the background. But um, yeah, it's so good, you guys. I'm, I'm sure that nobody who works with you listens to this, so you're safe telling us that. <laughs> That you played a video game instead of did work. It, it's it's a legit problem though. I'll start playing and all of a sudden like two hours pass. Yeah. I, I don't understand. It's... My 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 friend is like, hey, you playing Zelda again today? Because he's trying to get me to play some board games with him online. Every day he asks. And I'm like, yes, of course I'm playing Zelda. I'm like, this is my life now. My this, I stop, Ada goes to bed play video games my mother who i love very much was like hey your dad's gonna be out of town friday night do you want to hang out with me and i was like provided you want to just sit on the couch and hang out with me while i play this game sure (laughs) and that (laughs) happened that took place i was like okay mom i'm gonna solve this shrine what should we do and she was like "Mm, i don't know maybe you need a fan (laughs) Korak leaf. Right? uh, It's so good. I love it. I love it. That's my good thing. You can play it with family. There you go, guys. My good thing is Tori's haircut. (laughs) Dave, are you fishing for compliments for your own haircut? Because you did get one, and it does look nice. It does. Uh, Well, thank you. But 
No, I mean, I just I did it myself. Yeah, you did a good <laughs> you job. You could see it. In, if I had a high def camera, you wouldn't think as much. If you looked at the <laughs> back, you would definitely dis. Actually, well, I don't know. Did you? You want to see the back? Did you unintentionally mull it, or did you intentionally mull it? I don't know. No, it looks fine. Yep. No? Yeah? No mullet. I, I fixed it. it. Initially, it was pretty bad, but then I actually went I went with my, like, beard razor, and I did it a little more carefully instead of using the... But, yeah, I mean, for 20 bucks, I get free haircuts for the rest of my life, so... Cool. <laughs> well, until the trimmers die, which is, like, five years or so, but, yeah. Might have had it for almost that long, and it still seems pretty good. I mean, I only use it, like, twice a year, and <laughs> as it is. Yeah, I have my, my trimmer I've been using every few months for my beard, and I just add a little bit of oil every now and then, and it's it's been going for, I don't know, maybe I, since I was married. I, I oil mine before and after each use. No. Yeah. So. Oh, I don't oil I don't anything, so mine die after five years. My husband <laughs> had some clippers that lasted like 15 years, but you've seen his nice. beard. It's not like he was using them. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Sounds like me. All right. Shall we chapters, Dave? That's Dave chapters. Craig, do you want a chapters, Dave? Oh, yeah, I'll chapters, Dave. How about you, Tori? Are you up for some chapters, Dave? Oh, I'm always up for chapters, Dave. All right, Dave. Uh, I think it's time well, for chapters, actually, Dave. I, ch- I changed my mind. I read, see, I read the, uh, I read the little teaser on the book jacket, and I decided I didn't have to read the book because <laughs> the teaser on the book jacket told me everything about the book already. So, 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 so question for that. Are we going to get into that this episode, or do you want to wait, Dave? I read it before opening the book, so, <laughs> which is actually pretty impressive. Um, okay, how about... I read it before opening chapter prologue. We, we should definitely talk about it now. We should also check back in on it uh, once we finish the book, because I'm curious to see how much you think it's spoiled after you actually know how much it's spoiled. I'm going to get online and look up this what the book jacket says, because... Uh, Tori I mentioned a lot. Link it to read me. the book jackets. It mentions a lot, and like even Look even like the fun moment of I was like, oh, we find out, oh, Wayne and Marassi are partners now, like which is really cool. But like they just take that, they just immediately tell you in the book jacket, and I was like, okay, oh, Wax is a senator now. Okay, uh, oh, they're gonna be fighting Troll now. Like it's stuff that. And a lot of it is stuff that the series has been leading up to, but it's, I don't know, it seemed like a lot more detail than ought to have been there, in my opinion. And I haven't obviously read any Reddit posts or anything on it, but uh, apparently it's it, people in our Discord confirmed that I'm not the only one that had a problem with it, so. Mm. I honestly, I, I don't think I read it until I went to go read chapters this week, because you mentioned it. Like, I literally right. don't think I read it before I read the book, or after, or during. I just read the book. I honestly, I don't remember too many specific things about it that made me feel that way. So, rather than try to defend my statement here, I just decided, well, hey, if I forgot it, then I'm not going to go ahead <laughs> and read it and refresh my mind on all of the things that irritated me. <laughs> or, like, I'm not going to re-spoil myself after I forgot the spoilers, you know? It, but, yeah, we no, that's Craig's re- job. Review it and recap. Hey, yeah. hey, <laughs> hey! It, it is funny though, since hey, I mostly, we don't pay him for that. <laughs> we mostly moved to e- ebooks with uh, Brandon Sanderson. I actually don't read any of like, well, not the book jackets, but any of like the stuff like on Amazon or anything where they post like the little synopsis. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't read that for any of his books. But that being said, if it's a new book and I'm curious, like if I will like it, I do still 
happen to read those kind of descriptions because I'm like, is this something that sounds interesting to me? But I don't want it to, I don't want to spoil it. I just want like something about like the first chapter or something to s- see if it sounds like something I would read. All right. Before we get into yeah. the prologue, I have two things. Number one is a d- complete derailment has nothing to do with the podcast. Hey, Craig, did you read the uh, the preview chapter for Waybound? The, the preview chapter no. one? No. Okay. No. Number two, uh, I, when I first read this, flagged this prologue as probably going to be Dave's favorite chapter in all of the Cosmere so far. Can't so I'm confirm. curious. I'm curious to see if this, if it, if it my guess cute. holds up. It was cute, he I says. It was cute. I don't think it, I don't think I could like it better wait, wait. than most of my favorite Stormlight moments. No, no, no. The, your favorite prologue. No. Oh, my favorite prologue? No, I called no, it I'm as favorite, favorite chapter. chapter. Yeah. I don't know. I like the part where Vin and Ellen get married. I, I, I'll call favorite prologue. I like the part where Zane dies. <laughs> That's not a prologue. See, it's, it's not even my... I like the part where the horse gets bifurcated. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll just pick up any branded book. That's fine. That's I gotta it. tell you, I've played Breath of the Wild, and killing a horse isn't as easy as <laughs> Brandon makes it seem. I have watched you play Breath of the Wild as you are actively <laughs> trying to murder horses. And it's very Why funny to me how horses? hard that is for you. <laughs> the poor horses. Oh my gosh. What he, did they do to you, Brandon? He wanted to use the horse shrine, Craig. Do you have to kill horses for that? That's... Well, you can see the horse fairy, but you can't revive a, a living horse. Yeah, if you're. It's if like your you can't beat dies, a dead horse, you can't revive a living you horse. You go to the horse fairy, but why would you kill the horse on purpose? So that you can revive it from the horse fairy. Man, Let's these the are things scene. I didn't even know. <laughs> What did you think the horse fairy was for, Craig? So I don't know stuff. I, I've met the horse pasta. fairy. Yeah, creepy costume. I don't know. So on Tears creepy of the Kingdom, pasta. sorry, on Tears of the Kingdom, you can get more horses, and like it remembers your horses from Breath of the Wild. If you've got the, if your save file is on the same console, um, so which I was pleasantly surprised right? about. I'm like, hey, um, yeah. I get to have Nilly. Yeah, first time I got to a stable. And they were like, oh, you already have horses with us. I was like, I do. And yeah. yeah I thought it was I just the game going to give me a, a, a bonus one. Like, here, have one in the beginning. I'm like, no, these are my horses. Yeah. Do they use that in the speed run? I wonder. And, um, but one of my friends who is also playing discovered that uh, because there's a thing now called pony points where every time you check into a new stable for the first time, you get a point. If you stay the night, you get a point. If you board a horse or I think register a horse, I don't know, you get a point. Anyway, I think register. You can you can use these points to uh, eventually register more horses. And after my friend discovered this, like this is her goal now. Like this is all she's doing is hopping around the world visiting stable to stable to stable, uh, getting all the pony points so she can get more horses and <laughs> she wants all so of the horses I, I, in the game. I need to revive my horse from Hero of Ages then, or from Well of Ascension. I need to revive my horse from Well of Ascension so that I can get pony points. And then I need to go to the Straff Venture Fairy to revive my Straff Venture to get points for that too, I think. Yeah. Okay, so you guys know how the uh, 100% speed run for Breath of the Wild was like 20 hours long or some nonsense? (laughs) There's so much more stuff in Tears of the Kingdom. I wonder what that will end up at because it will definitely be a thing i i guarantee anyway, you it'll be a thing but yeah <laughs> let's talk about this book shall we right. thank you so for joining the, us the for prologue. the zelda deep dive podcast <laughs> prologue was cute but it's not even my favorite mistborn chapter sorry mike okay uh but 
Uh, it is about Baby Wayne. All right, prologue. Wayne wanted to date a Chandra ever since he was a kid. Oh. Uh, Uncle Gregor is a weird name. Wayne, li- <laughs> Wayne liked disguises ever since he was a kid. <laughs> Ma is alive and home. Elemancer Yak in the Canyon of Death. Ma is less alive and not home. So hey, that hit, that uh, Wayne's that 11 years old in this prologue, and his mom works in the mines. And in one and more year, he can drink at the bar. Yeah, according to his nine-year-old friends. Who he's going to have to buy drinks for. <laughs> yeah, because he won't be old enough to drink. Oh, that's probably why he told So, yeah, Wayne stays up late waiting to see if his mom comes home because he's already lost his dad i think in the mines and maybe uncle uncle gregor i don't remember i just remember that uncle gregor is squirrel-handed and he he stays up and then his mom comes home and he's like tries to pretend he's sleeping and his mom's like you want you want to make me soup while you're still awake and he's like oh gee mom don't tell me a story because i'm too old for that but secretly i hope you tell me a story so his mom tells him the story of Elamancer Yak in the Canyon of Death. And, you know, it's a really, really cute scene about, you know, how uh, Wayne's mom is trying to raise him as a single parent. And he ain't perfect, but she loves him and she thinks the world of him. And it's really adorable. And then she doesn't come home from the mines the next day. Bloody hell. And that's Wayne. the prologue. All right, regular hell then. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> So yeah, uh, when he turns twelve, he'll be old enough to drink. So a little something for for Dave, I believe. So I, I'm trying to remember what happened. We definitely got the prologue in advance, like we were able to read it. Because I remember reading through this prologue twice. I think that's all that was released early. I don't remember reading part one, but maybe maybe you guys remember. I didn't do any early reading for this one. Neither did I. Oh, the fun fact: this is the first hardcover Cosmere book that I've bought. Not the first hardcover Brandon Sanderson book, because I have a hardcover of uh, Skyward and Lee Harvey Oswald's Million Lives, <laughs> and that's not what it's... The Many Lives of Stephen Leeds. Um, but this is the first hardcover book that I've bought for this podcast, ominously. All right, prologue. So Craig read the prologue early, perhaps, he thinks. No, oh, no, I okay. did. I definitely did. Hey, guys, this is our first book that we're covering within a year of its release. Oh no. This came out less than a year ago. Brandon is it, Brandon yeah. is creeping up behind us like death. I never thought but, we would get this cl- like I thought like oh man this is we're going to have such a backlog. We're going to be doing this for decades. We've been doing it for almost a decade, I think. No. No. <laughs> Half a decade. Half. It's been yeah, it's been like yeah. 5 years though. Round yeah. round up. <laughs> round up. Also, there's some really good fan art of Steris on the Copper Mine. I just, I was just clicking around to look at the characters and like, wow, they have a ton of artwork for her. Part one, chapter one. Wayne is about to turn 41. Wayne is a real cop and working with Marasi for six years. Wayne is on rocky ground with Milan. Wayne and Marasi find the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> Numuhuku Makiaki Ayaluna Morin Wayne could fire a gun if he really needed to. The set is friends with some dude god named Trell. Yeah, all of that tracks. Yeah. Chapter two. Wait. Chapter two. What? That's all we're doing. <laughs> well, this movie, this chapter was full of crap. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I gotta be, gotta be real. 
Uh, so Wayne and Marassi are now partners. If you didn't read the book cover, this would be a cool reveal. Um, this is not that big a deal. I'm like cop, cop everything partners. in the book, everything in the book cover better be covered in the first week's chapters. And like two of the things were, but anyways, Wayne and Marassi are partners. I'm going to try to remember to pronounce her name Marassi because she's named after the, the mayor's Mare, Mare will flower. flowers, Mare will. Which is named after uh, Kelsier's wife, Mare. Who's named after Straff Venture's horse. Yes. Oh, what? Okay. Stallion. <laughs> Wayne is partners with Marisy. They've been partners for six years, so I think that's about the time frame since Bands of Mourning ended to now. And he's afraid that Milan is going to break up with him. Uh, you know... I forget why, because he's a goofball or something. Because he's so much cooler and, than she is, and she just can't stand it. Like, he's a 10, and she's a 3. Right. Uh, and, yeah, so they're going around the sewers, and they find this green pipe, and they go into it, and it transports them into the Mushroom Kingdom. But they get split off, uh, and Marisi, uh ends up landing, like, in the Mushroom Forest, and, and Wayne ends up being transported into the Shadowlands, and Marisi runs into Toad, uh, voiced by Jordan Peele, and... I was going to say, this is like the original <laughs> Super Mario Brothers movie, but then you took a turn somewhere else. <laughs> so yeah, they find, the, they find this secret ancient, probably been around since the Ash Weather days, and some thugs are using it for a hideout, they think, but they don't find out yet. And then Marisi's like, Set's been taking orders from Trell, who I think's a god, and that's the end of chapter one. And Marisi wants to uh once they once they see that there are people here that they've been tracking, she wants to go back and get reinforcements. Did somebody say my name? And Wayne would like her to shoot everyone, please. And mm-hmm. guess who gets their wish? We'll find out by the end of this week's chapter. Stay tuned. Chapter two Miles Edgeworth prepares for trial. Maxillium in Tindwill. Is this a French history lesson? Melstrom works on the dock? Sounds dangerous. I like the spike <laughs> in the side idiom. Someone wants civil war, but not wax. The set is following something known as the trail. Melstrom, Hastings, and Ericle are in trouble. But Varland still wants to hold the votey thingy. Get Craig to pronounce a Dawithwin. A Dawithwin. Mm. Okay. You shouldn't the have said it. Pass, <laughs> the jerks pass the jerk bill. Wait, is it like? Okay, so no, uh, they're jerks. This is this is our reintroduction to Wax, who is now a career politician. Uh, he there's a big vote up at the Senate that he's trying to argue either delay the vote or get people to vote against. Uh, his primary goal here is delaying the vote, and he has several pieces of evidence that are very important that he forgets to pack one of them, so Steris brought eight copies. How did I not notice her name was, like, Ada Waithwin when I read this the first time? <laughs> the audiobook pronounces it Adawethwin. Adawethwin, okay, that makes sense. Well, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm emphasizing. Put the emphasis on the doll. And the thing that Wax is trying to prevent from happening is uh, they're, tr- so- they're trying to vote up, uh, basically, a king of the basin. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's only the people voting on it are only from Elendil, 
Like just the I'm city. The king. Yeah, I want to be the king. Like, well, I also, the outer cities. also they're just gonna like make the governor the king of everything. And yes, who whom none of the outer cities had a, had even the opportunity to vote for or against. Correct. Uh, yeah, and they're yeah. they're just going to sort of like declare, yeah, this is this is the king now, uh, and and they don't even have like they don't even have a lady in a pond to throw a sword at him first, like. <laughs> What even is this practice? Do they not well, understand the, modern politics help, at all? Help, I'm being repressed. It's not modern. <laughs> That's the point. It's not modern. But, I mean, it's French history, right? So you've got the council, and it's made up of, I guess they don't have a clergy. Uh, so it's made up of the nobles and the working class. So you've got, like... No, there's the, there's three groups. Merchants. There's a third group? Merchants. Merchants. Yes. Merchant group. Ellen set this up back in your favorite book, The Well of Ascension. I didn't realize they were continuing from that. It sounds kind of French history. He wrote the book, without, man. <laughs> but without the... And I mean, I guess it's not just French history, but European history. He set this all up, and then he made himself dictator after he became a misborn. But they he needed them to vote for him as dictator, and the vote didn't pass because his friend's a sissy. <laughs> uh, but... So they want to give the outer city, quote, representation. They just want to vote for the outer city's representatives and not let them have a say in who represents them. But yeah, so they're, the Ellendale government is barely passes this law, and their argument is, well, we need to, we need to appear strong because the Malwex or Malwex? Malwish. Malwish, yeah. I got it confused with a thing from Hollow Knight. Uh, the Malwish are—they're going to start a war with us. So we have to look strong. And the Malwish have representatives at this. Uh, they have an ambassador at this meeting. They have an ambassador at this meeting, and the guy's like, Ugh. "Okay, I'm not saying whether or not we're going to start a war." <laughs> so let me explain why uh, the Ellendell people are being stupid. First off. Uh, the Malwish have a massive technological uh, advantage. advantage. Thank you. They, they have, have airships. They have airships, which Grenades. are a huge technological advantage. If you played any Final Fantasy, you would know this. Uh, the, the the folks of the Basin uh, have you know much more common Allomancy and Ferrucamus, but they don't have flying machines that can house you know hundreds of soldiers <laughs> right. to drop if in. You and your army. Do you want to find Farukamis for your armor, or do you just want to have unaspected metal mines instead? Yeah, they also have that. So, massive technological advantage. Uh, and then they're mad because of the end of Bands of Mourning when they didn't get the Bands of Mourning. Yeah. Uh, Kelsier. Um, not Kelsier. A the little bit Kelsier. Guy, Wax. <laughs> well, there, there's a little bit of Kelsier in, in all of them. Uh in fact, I guess you could say they ate Kelsier, and he's in their stomachs right now. Uh, but anyway, Wax takes their like national heirloom <laughs> and brings it back to the basin. And so I could see where they'd be a little upset. And he's like, oh, it belongs in a British. museum. And they're like, no, it belongs with us, the people who it belongs to. Yeah, We're right here. It's the, it's the British slash Indiana Jones philosophy of archaeology. Yeah. Uh, and then El- Ellendale, the city of Ellendale is being extra stupid because they're also trying to uh, basically create a tyranny over the rest of the cities of the basin who are already upset 
because the set has been organizing resistance for like over a decade. They've had stuff in place and the the Ellendale Basin or not Ellendale Basin, just the basin. No, the city. The city of Ellendale is basically forcing them You're into doing great. Yeah. Yeah, doing doing a wonderful <laughs> job. Uh is forcing them into uh just the worst position possible where even if they didn't want to rebel, they kind of have to at this point. Yeah. Uh, and then also Wax pulls up pretty compelling evidence that some of the senators are being bribed. Uh, mm-hmm. The some that he has evidence on are almost certainly not all of them, which is how he was trying to get the vote delayed. But then the governor's just like, no, no, no. Well, the people you have evidence on, they're not allowed <laughs> to vote. And then we'll just do the vote and then we'll be done. And then I can go golf and everything's good. Mm-hmm. No, he wants to go open a mini mart, I think. Oh, yeah, he dedicates parks. Uh, side note, can we just talk how cute Wax's family is? They're so like, cute. Max- Maxillium <laughs> with his with his two drawings, and it's, like, very serious. Like, he totally takes after Steris. So this is why... Uh, it wasn't just a cravat, you guys. This is why Wax is Miles Edgeworth, or at least some <laughs> Phoenix Wright character. Oh, in this man. scene, yeah. because his kid gives him two pictures and he puts them in his evidence bag because he knows he's going to need them later on some random point in the trial when he's interrogating somebody. That drawing is going to come in handy. Dave, no, that's that's the evidence that you give at the very end of the game because you've been trying the whole game. This has got to be relevant, and that's at the end for their <laughs> the, heartwarming the thing. <laughs> like, come on, show yeah. the badge. This badge how, has got to do something. How funny is it that, like, the representative of the dock workers is named Maelstrom? That sounds a lot like Maelstrom. It's one letter off. And that's not even, like, a real letter. It's, like, with the Latin, like, weird A and E smushed together. It's a mild, it's a mild Maelstrom. Dave, are you suggesting that the author who gave us I-Dash-We as a person who can run real fast (laughs) would, would have an unsubtle name for a character? Yeah, I mean... I think I've already equated the the Dickensian names from previous books. <laughs> right. right. Uh Varlance is the name of the mayor captain and Craig will tell you the name of his his terrorist governess. Uh I oh. Ad, I don't know what Tori said. Yeah. Adawathwin, something like that. <laughs> Adawathwin. Something. I'll give you Adawathwin because at least you said all of the letters in the correct order. So that's that's <laughs> good. I'll take Adawathwin. I forget what she said because I said Adawathwin, but she said Adawath. Was it Adawathwin, yeah. actually? So Craig got Wait, it right. I okay. was right? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, so the jerks passed the jerk bill, and that's the end of this chapter. They barely pass it, though. Any question? Yeah, did you read the, the newspaper clipping, like, the whole uh, way through? Oh, the two? The two, the half newspaper, yeah, in, with the half title, the two. Because I read, I read the, uh, <laughs> I read the the fun part and then skipped the rest of it and moved on. Yeah, I can't wait to find out what the other half of the title is. Maybe it'll be turned out turn out to be called the four. Wait, because <laughs> this is half the title. But is your first bullet point serious? You don't remember who that is? I know who Nikki Savage is, but who is Miss Savage? I actually, I'm curious if this is a typo and. Or if it's just a weird way that the Conjure pronounces Nikki Savage's last name. But uh, it's actually spelled with a U when spoken. So I have several explanations for this. Either 
the conjurer who tries to say Nikki Savage's name messes it up, or in world it could be a mistake in the newspaper. Actually, I wonder if we'll see a further edition later on where one of the readers is going to write a letter complaining about the typo. That would be hilarious if that like if that's like Brandon wins like or. If that's actually how it goes, Brandon wins. It 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 could also be a, a real world error that uh, the publisher missed, but um, I think they could definitely play it off as like the publishers of the two, the two whatevers, or <laughs> like, guess, the other way. It's not a mistake, but on purpose misspelling uh, for Alamancer Jack because why would he use her proper name when he could call her Nikki Savage? I don't think Alamancer Jack wrote this. Handerwim wrote it. Well, no, no. Alamancer Jack wrote the original Nikki Savage. Who's Alamancer Jack? I'm not... No, no. We're not... Okay. His name is Alamancer Jack. So Batman's real name is Nikki Salvage. But when she's out Batmaning, she's Nikki Savage. Because it sells books better. Oh, you know what? That's actually... Maybe that is her real name, Salvage. Like, that could actually be the case. Like, maybe her pen name is savage like we're her her adventurer name dave, but now nikki savage is great i love reading the nikki savage. dave that that is actually what's going on here oh really i didn't know that but i like the idea of the newspaper made a typo and someone is going to write in a letter and complain about it in a future uh broadsheet no i didn't know that when when did we find that out just now uh i think that was back in like back when we first started getting the the nikki savage stories in the newspaper which was Either Bands of Mourning or the other one, Shadows of Self in the Silence of Savage. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The Nikki Savage Alamancer newspapers on the Witches and Werewolves planet. I- I'm going to want to say Bands of Mourning, and I'm probably going to be wrong. It's definitely one of the two, and it could I go remember way, the honestly. gondola. I remember her fighting uh, Naj on a gondola. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Naj had a, uh, a gun that lit up with symbols and shot ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. I, so it, it was related to. I want. So so I want to know more right. about that gun. I want a short story about that gun. Well, you're gonna need to read the Ars Arcanum Uncanum. Yeah. Arcanum, Arcanum, Arcanum. The Ars Arcanum Cabana. <laughs> so you got to read the Meta Arcana, dude. All right. All right. Uh, I'm looking up the broadsheets now. Uh, one of them is from this book. Uh, the other one was from Shadows of Self. That that features Nikki Savage. So, yeah, as early as that. So they actually call her Savage? Uh, I don't know. I have, to, I have to actually read it. I think that's just where yeah, she out, first appears. Figure out where they actually refer to her as Nikki Sausage. And then there's obviously the <laughs> Steven Universe reference where, like, the Conjure fused together. Uh, there were other things in the newspaper. We got a cool picture of uh, Mayor Varlance and Attawathwin. And so, so, Dave, are you saying that yeah. all you want to do is see her turn into a giant woman. A giant woman. <laughs> uh, I get that reference. I assume that's a Steven Universe reference. Yeah. Steven sang a whole little song about how yeah. he wants to see his friend turn into a giant woman by fusing. All right, well, you gave me time Chapter to look this up. Three. In the Bands of Mourning broadsheet, uh, he does ref- he does write a letter to Nichelle, who, who is Nikki's, her actual full name. Or first Michelle name. Nikki. But Michelle I don't, Nichols. I can't see anything about Savage or Savage. But I'm, I'm just like glancing quickly through it. I can't, I can't tell. But you can at least see that her first they name's are French. Wrong, so. I would love to see a letter to the editor from Handerwim 
complaining about them renaming, <laughs> like retitling his work. Uh, is like, no, this this is Nichelle Salvage, you heathens. How dare you change that without my without my say so? I will sue you for libel because spoken word is what's the other one? Print is libel. Pop tarts. Spoken slander. 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 I don't think that's quite the distinction. I think that libel, by definition, is... No, I think they're both false by definition. Dave? Uh, forget it. Dave? I know you watch Legal Eagle on the reg. No, so no, no. J.K. Simmons in Spider-Man 1 told us yeah. the difference between between uh, libel and slander. But that's the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Yeah. That is just kidding Simmons. <laughs> oh, man. That cave guy is a caveman. Caveman Simmons. I'm trying to make a joke. And if I made it, it's bad. So I don't even listen. Uh, Portal 2. Anyway, chapter 3. No, I think that... Actually, now I'm thinking about it. I don't... I think that slander doesn't necessarily have to be a lie. And I'm getting... actually vaguely remember Legal Eagle giving the definition of slander and libel. No, nah, forget it. I uh my my field is mathematics and grammar. Don't listen to me on matters of law. So listen to J.K. Simmons field, on matters. My, of law. my field is A and B, and B is grammar. And I used the wrong verb there, but don't worry about it. Um, don't you worry <laughs> about is, math and grammar. My field is math and grammar. Let me worry about blank. Right, right, right. All right, chapter three: More sewer adventures. Marisy thinks Alec is hot. Especially his naked face. Marisy was right. Take that, Lassiter. They get caught and Wayne brings the pain. I almost forgot that this was psych until uh, <laughs> Officer Reddit is mentioned. And I'm like, oh yeah, that was Lassiter, right? Yeah, this, this is still 100% psych. Um, so, so now this is like where where Wayne actually starts working. Or, sorry, Sean starts working directly with uh jewels or something something like that um so yeah dave you are still missing a little bit of context for uh why alec is the best and we all love him and he is to be protected at all costs uh but you'll get there okay guys back me up on this alec Mm -hmm. the best to be protected at all costs yes he's the most precious he's so sweet so he's the he's the uh relevag then Craig, you're he's, Ral- you're he's Ralevag. You're being awfully silent when I'm asking for backup on uh, on how much we love Alec. Tori's backup. I mean, he's good. I, I'm I'm not I'm not anti Alec. Alec is our perfect angel, and he must be protected. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but you know, did he learn how to grow a beard yet, or is he still like scruffy half beard man? I don't know. The facial hair under the mask really feels like a hat on a hat. The, a hat that you wear on on the front of your head instead of the top of your head. I mean, basically, like, okay, yeah, no, just, like, any sort of, of either you're clean-shaven or you're completely unkempt under there, anything in between that is just you're doing a thing for nobody because you have a mask. Well, maybe it's itchy, and he just hasn't gotten around well, Then you go clean-shaven. Yeah, but Marcy explains that there's less cultural significance to the mask than there used to be, and it's no longer officially taboo to take your mask off, but some people like to say that it is. It, I don't know. It's basically a, a tertiary form of communication at this point, but yeah. 
mask movements sort of emphasize and yeah, de-emphasize like if, things. Yeah, if talking doesn't work, if punching doesn't work, then you take your mask off. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're still in a sewer. Alec, uh, Marisi is 100% correct. Alec is the best. Uh, Marisi continues to be correct. Take that, Lassiter. Not sure what that <laughs> one is, but... Or, well, she mentions Officer Reddit. Um, I try to did, was Wayne Sean, or did we kind of like blur Wax and Wayne? Like, were Wax and Wayne an amalgamation of Sean and Gus? I I think we ended up on them being a bit of an amalgamation, but Wayne is way more Sean than and and yeah. Wax is way right. more Gus. As, as far as their personalities go, yeah, Wayne Sean. Uh, but as far as their roles go in the partnership, then I think it goes the other way. Yeah, but like. It kind of should have gone the way that this goes. The more responsible person should be in charge, I would think. <laughs> but that wouldn't be as fun a TV show, I think. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We've we've had four books where it works pretty well. Oh yeah, when's the uh, the Alloy of Law TV series coming out? Uh, Dave, that came out in the mid '90s, and it starred. <laughs> um, Bruce Campbell, and it was called The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. <laughs> Not familiar with that one? I don't blame you. N- not many people saw it. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> and yeah, so Wax is making some some uh, misogynistic jokes, and Marcy's like, you know, my dad tells that joke. <laughs> no. And Wax is like, okay. oh no, some, I'm the old one in the partnership. Some is a huge stretch here, Dave. He makes two. <laughs> he does introduce them as some jokes and, then t- and turns out he only has two but yeah Marcy's like my dad tells that joke and Wayne is like is like am I the wax now <laughs> and Marcy's like that depends do I get a cool hat he's like yeah but you have to make sure you take it off before you get unlucky because you want the you, you know you want the reputation of lucky hat to stay intact so I thought that was pretty good so yeah, Wayne accidentally tells a uh, a dad tear joke, and and just <laughs> is ready to commit suicide. This is why Milan is gonna break up with him. He's just getting too old for her. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, Any, uh, so yeah, they they find they find the bad guys they're chasing, and just as they're about to turn around and go back and report it, despite Wayne's protests, uh, oh no, they've been caught. And now they have to fight their yeah. way out. Yeah, they're trying to sneak by while the guy is uh, urinating. And I played Metal Gear Solid 2, and I know what you're <laughs> supposed to do in this situation, but uh, I don't blame them for not doing it. Is it hide under a box? No, you, you point your silenced pistol at... Or first, you tap them. You walk up behind them, you tap them on the shoulder, you point your silenced pistol at them. First, you try the face. If they don't give up their dog tags, then you try the crotch. Then they give up their dog tags. Then you trank them. Did you guys? Did you guys not put in the same amount of time in Metal Gear Solid Two that I did? I put in exactly zero hours. <laughs> That's not what I did. Well, you got to collect the dog. You don't remember tags. the part where the guy, where you're like you're on the catwalk or you're like you're on the whatever the side of the roof, and the one guy is like taking a pee off the side, and you're walking in a very you have a very inconvenient path considering the situation. That's never mind. Uh, I remember spending several hours. In the like catwalk between the the two sections, just shooting um, seagulls with tranquilizer sniper rounds. 
I remember thinking I understood what was happening in that game, and then when I got to like the final two percent, my brain melted. I mean, that's that's Hideo <laughs> Kojima, uh, and okay, it's not nearly as complicated as he made it seem. His basic breakdown is military-industrial complex bad, capitalism bad, nuclear weapons bad. Hideo Kojima. Then why did he make Metal Gear so cool if nuclear weapons are bad? Yeah, that's that's part of it. He's he's a complicated dude. <laughs> Alright, uh, chapter four, I guess. Uh, the Wayne way is the main way. Bombs and the cycle. So yeah, uh, as mentioned, they get caught, and now they gotta shoot them up a bunch, and action scene. So action scenes are always fun to read, but hard to recap, so yeah. Okay, uh, so Marisi has some Alimantic grenades, uh, one of which was pre-filled by wax before they left. The other two she so uses... So what did he fill it with, weight? No, he would have done uh, his his alimantic power of iron pushing. Oh, that uh, right. That's or no, one. steel pushing. He's a twin born. Steel pushing, iron weight. Right, steel pushing is what he would have used. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, yeah, he would have loaded that up with that. Uh, she doesn't use that one. She uses her slow time powers in the grenades, and manages to uh, because she's been practicing this for six years every day All for right. six for- years. Isn't it adorable how self-conscious Marisi has been over the years about her cadmium power? And just, she just thinks so down on herself. But sweet Alec, all he can see is the positive benefit and it, admire Marisi for who she is. Dave, you are touching on some very excellent of why we love Alec points. <laughs> so precious. Uh, anyway, Ma- I will point out, Marisi, that um, I've been saying this for five years that your power is awesome. So you know, um, I'm gonna post my phone number in the Discord <laughs> server. Uh, anyway, she—I I have a much better beard than Alec. I mean, she pinpoints uh, her grenade throws to take out literally half of the people in in two throws. So she is responsible for taking out half the people, and then she also, over the course of this fight shoots about half of the other people and Wayne beats up half of the remaining people uh but since it's from Marisi's perspective she like How downplays her stuff she just mentions like oh yeah I shot a couple people when Wayne like jumped from speed bubble to speed bubble and smacked this dude in the head with his dueling canes and jumped off a rock and he looked so freaking cool and I shot a guy but <laughs> but she is responsible for taking out 75 percent of the combatants in this fight well, Wayne also is like picking them. So she has them in her time bubble. And I think they're in in the cadmium bubble for ten minutes. And Wayne is like, "Oh, I can use my Bendeloid to counteract and pick them off one at a time." That's and that's after the main ma- fight is done. That's that's just right. clearing things out. That's so. what because Marisi is running off to chase the cycle, which is a rank within the set. It's the same rank that Miles hundred lives, lives yep. was. Yeah, and then I guess Suit is as the rank that the cycles report to, and I assume Mister Suit was a suit. I don't know. Yeah, um, is this a retcon of Mister Suit's name? And uh, it was a rank. It's like calling someone Mister General or Mister Corporal or Mister uh, Ensign. No retcon at all. His name was never Suit. He was uh, whatever his first name was, Ladrian. We know that. We knew that Wait, by the Mr. end of Alloy, Alloy of Law. I th- I couldn't remember actually if we just if, called uh, him Uncle Martin... Suit for the whole thing because it was easier. Mm. I called him all right, Uncle. Suit. I couldn't remember if Edward <laughs> Ladrian was Mister Suit or or Uncle if Suit. That was no, Edward's boss. He's both, but no, like his real name was 
thank you for the first name, Edwarn, Ladrian, the whole time, which we find out at the end of Alloy of Law, when yep. Wax figures it out, and then we get to see a little confrontation on screen. Okay. Yeah, I, that sounds kind of familiar. What happened to him at the end of Bands of Morning? He jumped out of an airplane or something? Uh, he, he was killed. He was he was arrested, put in well, prison. hang on. Hold on. Killed doesn't mean what you think it means in Cosmere That's terms. That's true. All right, Dave. <laughs> he was arrested, put in prison, visited by uh, an explodey right. trail the person. Angels, the, the blood angels came and killed him. And then uh, oh, no, they made probably killed. Well, they maybe turned him into a cognitive shadow to do their bidding. We were mostly sure he was dead at the end of Bands of Mourning, but it wasn't 100% confirmed because we were also told that Marsh was dead and Yasna was dead. And based <laughs> on the last episode I just put Yasna out, Rayodin was dead, dead according I don't to even remember. I don't even remember them trying to pass off Yasna as dead. It was so blatant that she was alive. Shalon thought she was dead. Okay, but Shalon also... Thought that Capsaw was in love with her. Like, I mean, come on. Capsaw was in love with her. He he was. He was also in love with trying to murder Yasna. <laughs> it was a love triangle, a classic love triangle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. I, like, I I will say just Dave. Like, uh, Shakespeare. All right, guys, <laughs> just hold like on. Craig's gonna example. say Dave. Go Dave. ahead, Craig. All right, Dave. <laughs> Um, No, uh, keep in mind that Brandon does have a habit of increasing the power level of our villains, and Suit has served his purpose. So either you you power him up, or you get rid of him. That's usually what happens. Right, but I recall the angels, like Trell's angels... Oh, we we made that joke, I'm sure, already. Absolutely, we did. Okay. (laughs) I'm sure... Didn't Trell's angels say to Mr. Suit, like... Oh, uh, you will you will serve our master in death better than in life. Or did that just mean like you're a liability, so we're gonna kill you? Or did that mean like you're gonna be a cognitive shadow and be more? Probably the first one, adversary. potentially the second one, and I don't remember the exact wording. And yeah, that's kind of where we are right now. Is probably you, you dead. Really, okay. You don't really just make a cognitive shadow of someone, though. I mean, unless you're endowment. Uh, tell that to endowment. Unless okay. you're endowment. <laughs> Who, who can, because that's her thing. But in general... That that stillborn baby sure embodies all of the principles that I hold dear. I'm going to cognitive shadow it. In general, it's very difficult because you have to, number one, be filled with investiture, and number two, there has to be people who actually think of you in some way, uh, you know, in order to have that cognitive presence that you could stick around just for a little bit longer. At least until you get stuck with some shard's power. I like Kelsier. Well, I mean, Wax was pretty obsessed with Uncle Ladrian. Yeah, but that's one person. You you need a group but of Wax people. Wax is highly invested. Like, like and Wax had the pants of. I mean, Ladrian right, well, was also pretty highly invested. He had multiple hemallergic spikes. I guess we'll have to find out. Anyways, uh, he's a cognitive shadow and some bomb. So this action scene was pretty cool. But yeah, I didn't actually. I kind of missed the uh, Marisy. We'll say being humble in the narrative. Uh, that's actually a pretty pretty cool point that I missed. Um, but yeah, so I, I hear Alec is pretty great. Alec and is that's the end of this so great, Dave. <laughs> yep. I'm just going to call him Raveleg. Raveleg. I wish I knew what you were referencing. I really do. You'll figure it out. I don't think I will. Raveleg. Do I have to spell it out for you? You might. All right. Maybe next week. Uh, anybody 
Are you trying to are you else. trying to say Gavilar backwards because you got your V and your L switched? Well, I said it right uh, ten minutes ago, but you weren't you didn't missed it. Edit in the part where I said it right. Okay, thank you. I didn't do uh, that. Any, any, <laughs> <laughs> any, uh, and we're cutting back in in three, two, <laughs> one. <laughs> Can I go home now? Uh, actually, yeah. No, uh, no. except Hold no. Uh, I have here. questions. <laughs> so, Dave, are you? What do you think? We're back in Mistborn Land. What are you? What, how are you feeling? You excited? It's fun. I love Stormlight, but I love Skadrial for different reasons. You get us. So I'm really excited. You get a Stormlight. And we, break. Have, we, have, we have been on Roshar for like 30 years, so like you know, it's we're due. <laughs> Unlike the Heralds, we're not stuck on Roshar, but boy, were we there a long time. You mean Odium? Yeah, also him. For now. Yeah, Brandon got to take breaks with, uh, let's see, the Skyward books, the last mm. Alcatraz book. Uh, what else did he write? He wrote a lot of short short fiction things, like a Magic the Gathering thing, and did he the finish... The video game thing. The video game thing. Did he finish the Stephen Leeds thing during this time? I think he did. Yeah. Brandon had a lot of breaks from Roshar, but mm-hmm. uh, we didn't. Nope. I mean, nothing stopped me from reading Alcatraz or Starsight, but nah. no, 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 no. You're saving well, you're saving the the uh, Skyward series for our podcast when we don't have anything else to do while waiting for Brandon. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> I guess that's fair because Sky Skyward series was almost Cosmere. It was almost Cosmere, and he's like, "Nah, we're gonna talk about Earth and and not pull it in." I'm but... pretty sure we're doing Steelheart if we're if we're doing chronological non Cosmere. Then I think we're doing Steelheart before we do Skyward. I don't want to read that again, though. I don't either. No one wants that, Craig. Well, then we'll just have to read White Sands instead. Oh, I don't want that either. Hi, Ada. Ada's got her stuff. Craig, have a question for me. I was about to go home, and then (laughs) that was the question. But the second question I have is: Are these a lot of stuffed animals? That is a lot of stuffed animals. That is many stuffed animals. They are fabulous. First question, guys. They like Ada. Guys at home. You you got to start joining us for the for the live recordings. Ada is so freaking adorable, and she's got her weight in stuffed animals, just like in her arms, hugged as tight as possible. She cannot let go, or else everything collapses and falls apart. So she's the Atlas of stuffed yes. animals. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Predictions, Dave. What do you think is going to happen in this book? I think that the set is gonna talk more about trail i think that alec is gonna be cute i think that um i think that wax is gonna have to talk to harmony a little bit all right dave let's nail it down a little more oh so okay there is okay i do remember so there was one like kind of particular point in the book jacket and maybe we should cut into like we should do the spoiler segue and then I'll mention it because I highly recommend not reading the book jacket, <laughs> but there is uh, something that I do want to say that does seem kind of like a spoiler that I, I won't say as part of my prediction because we're not in spoiler section. All right. Dave is not gone. We're going to play the thing here. Hey, everybody. Dave here. This is the end of the spoiler free portion of the episode. From here on, there will be spoilers for our current book and any other Cosme material that might have been published by the time of this recording. Uh, meaning the episode itself, not this this recording, the, the mid the episode.
Remember, folks, here at Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast Productions, we consider everything part of the Cosmere, so there might also be spoilers from other source materials. But we do promise not to talk about stuff from the future. Thanks for listening. Dave out. And now we're in spoiler time, and Dave will leave here in a minute. So go, Dave. So apparently Emerity is going to have an encounter with somebody from not Roshar that's going to like help her out and train her or something. Was that in the jacket? Not Roshar. From not from not Scadrial. Yeah, Craig. Jacket, it's yeah. on the jacket. Wow. That's so, that's so, so bad. So yeah, apparently we're gonna have some kind of extraterrestrial visitor that's <laughs> you know not from Scadrial helping Marisi in some way. I so. mean, it's it's not that far into the book, to be fair. <laughs> but wow, like let people read it for themselves. Whoever wrote that synopsis. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get rid of Dave, I do want to confirm one of his theories. Alec, indeed, will be extremely cute. He was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, those are my predictions. Just, you know. Okay, real real quick. Stuff that happened. Real quick. Who lives, who dies? Um, <laughs> Tori wants to know. Steris dies. I don't want her to die, but she'll die. Okay. Dave says Steris dies. Uh, kill Steris, Dave. Oh, come on. I'm not killing her. Brandon's killing her. She's uh, not guy, a the horse, gonna Dave. Die. The Varlins <laughs> is going to die, but Adawathwin's going to live and like continue to be a thorn. I'm sorry, a spike <laughs> in Wax's side. True, true. All right, that's all for Dave. Okay, bye, Dave. All right. Bye, Dave. Good Thank bye. you, Dave. Dave's gone. Don't Dave is actually gone. We're not playing the thing. We already played the thing. All right. Play it twice. So, Dave, does the governor die? Or does uh, he just I'll, get I'll like booted out of office? Uh, I think he was just completely incompetent during the. Um, He's pretty incompetent. Yeah, and Steris saves the day. Uh, okay, hold on. After the attack on Elendale is resolved and rebuilding begins, Varlance fires uh, a Dathwin and subsequently hires Steris as Elendale's disaster preparation officer, which I love everything about her disaster preparation thing. But yeah, yeah. he actually sticks around. Yeah, Steris is like, finally, my time to shine. Adathwin is the one who gets fired. Okay. Um, yeah, we get we we get confirmation that Kelsier, the Lord of Scars, is in fact, uh, God, what is his Thidakar. name? Thidakar. Thank you, Tori. Thidakar. Do they actually use the word Thidakar in this? Uh, he's the head of the Ghostbloods. It's yeah. It it's it gets confirmed like immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also I get to, did not read the chapters this week, so I we don't actually also know. also get a reintroduction of K-Ice and her brother, what's-his-face, and her code name is The Best. Yeah, That's later, though. We're not there yet. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, and then we also we also get introduced to some one more of the Aethers with, with Rosite, which we learn more about in Tress. But that wasn't so I'm trying this to week. find the... Ghost nope. Bloods chapter. All right, Tori, uh, you've I been d- trying to say something for a couple of a minutes, so nope. go. Mm-mm. Nope. Okay. No. Nope. All right, Craig, well, uh, uh, you want to start talking, and then I'll interrupt you, and then I'll eventually let you go. What? That wasn't that bad. I yeah. think we should do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was one thing that I did want to discuss. I fe- I don't know exactly how early it was when I read this book the first time, but I was picking up pretty early on that th- that Wayne was gonna die. Like. It felt like there was going to be a lot of character growth with an end cap, especially with him getting the prologue. I'm like, 
something's up. I, I was preparing myself for the Wayne death. So I mean, as as always with the uh, Mistborn era two, it is a you know it's an ensemble cast, but this is Wayne's book. Yeah, and that is, that is made clear right at the start with him getting the prologue, him getting the flashbacks. This is a Wayne book. So do they? So uh, Wax gets most of the books, but we don't really. He wasn't really switching. Like Marasi Mar- doesn't really get a book. This, I mean, she's a little bit has a, a bigger part in this book. I I kind of feel like the first book is the Marasi book. I I feel like Marasi has been like the third biggest character consistently. Like it's Wax and it's Wayne, and then it's Marasi and or Marasi. Good yes. God, I'm I'm mispronouncing my own chosen pronunciation. <laughs> uh, it's Wax, and then it's Wayne, and then it's Marisi, and then it's a bunch of other people, including Steris, and Milan, and Tensoon sometimes, and Constable Reddy, and, you know, just all, all the bit players. Which, I would love Steris to have been a bigger part of that, but she does kind of get kidnapped for all of book one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, K-Ice. So, so Marasi goes to the Ghostblood hideout in chapter 39, and there is... Uh... 74, so halfway. Really? I thought I thought it was earlier. No, everything's pretty well in swing at that point. Like, so that's she, the Ghostblood safe house. I believe they try to make contact with her a couple of times before that, but then when, when, mm. when everything is actually in motion, then she goes ahead and goes to the, to the Ghostblood hideout. Okay. Because there wasn't Moon, anywhere else to go. Moonlight pops up in Chapter 8, uh, although I don't think Marasi works with her. Until chapter twenty, yeah, that tracks. Is, wh- is where she so so chapter twenty is so man the synopsis really like it's like the whole first part of the book essentially skips through. There's only three parts and it does the whole first part <laughs> and a little bit into the second. That's crazy. I mean, there's there's a lot of offworlders, uh, just sort of in general in this book. Uh, I think one of our our listeners put it best. Where this is like the book, oh, where where is that? Uh, Golden Devil says this is the first true Cosmere novel where it's not just minor crossovers and in the background. Like we're getting like full Cosmere, like all on board here. I mean, I would also say that's at least a little bit the case with uh, with Rhythm of War, but yeah, it's it's more so in this one. Yeah, Rhythm of War, you still have a lot of it's 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 still Rasharan people. I mean, Wit plays a bigger part. Uh, and you know he's he's off world, but it's still it's still a Roshar novel. This is hey here's Ghostbloods and let's introduce all of these you know non Scadrian people and it's just this is this is the crossover because we have Trell or sorry Autonomy who's trying to attack and it's just yeah. Well, no, it's, we're, it's we're not Autonomy. It is Trell. It is Trell, but that's because Autonomy is setting up an avatar yeah. on Scadrian as as she does. Yeah. Um. We also, yeah, you know, we get multiple people from Elantris, not the city, the planet, or no, sorry, we get multiple people from Cell. Right. Uh, we get uh, a Shodel from Yolin, which is not Yeoman or Yoden or Yeden. Brandon, come on, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we get we get a whole a whole dang cognitive shadow with a spike through his eye and scars on his arms, ladies and gentlemen. Kelsier, in person. Yep. Who has the full cognitive shadow self? Who has the door in a jar? Oh, the door's a jar. Yep. Great pun. 
Wonderful pun, Brandon. Well done. Dave will enjoy it when he finally reads it. If he doesn't, I'll point it out to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, what else do we have to say about this, uh, the day of my daughter's wedding? <laughs> Steris does not die. Thankfully, no, Dave's wrong. Uh, so I got the sense from the end of this book that Era 3 is going to be way sooner than than we had originally guessed. If we are mimicking uh, our technology progress, this is like early industri- early to mid-Industrial Revolution. Uh, by the end of this book, we have cars. Uh, I think radio, they, they're starting to figure that out. I mean, we have the broadsheets and everything. And if we know Era 3 is going to be like 1980s I mean, it's fair to call this one about 1880, and then it's fair to call Era 3, from what we've heard, around 1980. I don't think it's going to be a, a, a full century in-universe. I think it's going to be closer to maybe a couple of decades, if that. I think we're going to have a lot of main characters from Era 2 still alive and in mm-hmm. positions of power. Like, uh, at the end of the book, Marisi was going to... or not, Yeah, Marisi was going to run for governor, right? You know what? We we might get, like, Maxilium as, I don't know, some politician or something. Like, we might kick in as... Waxil- like at Waxilium's fun- funeral, right? Like he may have died of old age at the beginning of Era 3. My guess is going to be at least a couple generations. Uh, that I think there's going to be a time gap. We want to make the younger characters like much older, like grandparents or, or great-grandparents. Like let's just, they're around, like you said. I don't know, but man. But this is, this is the new generation. I think I think things might be speeding up too fast to to afford that kind of time. Because Trell is not, like, Autonomy and Trell and all of that, they are not shy about boosting their own side's technology. And Kelsier, Kelsier is arguing for Sazed to do the same for his people. So so I have a, a theory. I think Era 3 is going to be more about Discord. And, I mean, and ha- yes, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, think, I, I think there's going to be a massive technology push on Skadriel that is going to be fueled by Kelsier. Yeah, he wants to catch up. And they're going to hit Space Age way faster than they otherwise would have because they have to. And I also think that Six of the Dusk, I think those might have been uh, Trellish people from wherever, whatever planet. Did you say Trellish? Whatever, whatever planet Trell is operating out of. You don't, you don't think they're Scadrians? Not anymore. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, st- I still think I'm on Team Scadrial. I, th- I think Kelsey's going to make sure the Scadrians work out okay. Okay, but what's what's their MO? What is what is the the basic process by which the sky people function? It's they're not allowed to they're not allowed to trade with people until they reach a certain level of technology, almost as though they need those people to be autonomous in some way. Why? Eh. And then are we allowed to bend the rules a bit to force that to happen? Absolutely we can. That seems kind of trelly to to me, doesn't it to you? <laughs> Uh, I mean, autonomy's thing has been autonomy for me, not for thee. Uh, yeah, but it also makes sense that there would be, you know, the rule in place of the letter of it is we don't. Yeah, yeah. We we don't mess with primitive cultures, but then we actually do. You can if you can if you can not actually do the prohibited thing, but do something that functions exactly the same way. Yeah, you can do that. It, it reminds me of uh, in life. I think it was life, the universe, and everything. 
where they they drop the prototype ship on the planet like oh and now we know how to build a ship so we can leave and go conquer the whole entire universe for those of you have who've read douglas adams which if you haven't you should he's quite good uh but yeah uh i feel like six of the dusk is a very good thing to reread after this Mm. book like i i think there's there's a lot more going on there that this book gives context for and highly recommend that because oh and i would like to thank uh allison for getting me on wordless uh to talk about six of the dusk after we did this book or after this book came out originally um which allowed me to do that reread, uh, which then allowed me to figure out connect extra connections. And she's here in the chat right now, uh, but she might be asleep because she listens to us live to go to bed, apparently, <laughs> or take naps. Hey, uh, whatever works. We do I think have I'm very out of stuff. soothing voices. Tori, you got All anything? Right. No. Craig, you got anything else? I have to go play Zelda. <laughs> cool. All right, but uh, like we say at the end of every episode, uh, go play Tears of the Kingdom Bye. Good night, Internet. Bye. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Thanks for listening.